0: All right. Hard, hard fought, for sure. Not the not the worst result, 0-0 in what was a really tough game. I think the weather was tough, third game in the week. Although we did some rotations, I think it still showed we were
1: you know a bit fatigued. That was Mason Trafford's comments following the Cavs draw with Halifax. This is the Bow River Brigade Podcast. My name is Shafe, alongside me as always, partner in crime, Doogie. How you doing, buddy?
0: Good, good. Great to be back. How's everybody doing out there?
1: Yeah, it's good. The weather's starting to cool off a bit with a little bit of rain. Let's hope that weather system heads over into Manitoba so the guys can, you know, get a bit of relief from this heat. Cool off. Got to cool off.
0: (laughs) I think everyone athletes and couch potatoes alike, are like uh, are pretty happy that the the weather's kind of taking a turn for the cooler side
1: all right let's start off by looking back at the most recent game that the Cavs played against halifax you know it was a bit of a lackluster performance. Dookie, what do you think the Cavs were missing in that last match?
0: You know, Mason said it right there. You know, I think fatigue's kind of catching up to not only the Cavalry, but other teams around the league. Um, you know, it's it's been a pretty jam-packed schedule. Yeah, I think a lot of these players are still trying to find their legs, that kind of thing. You know, Halifax right now, they seem to be a bit of a struggling team, and at least offensively, you know, your prediction of Akeem the Dream, he, yeah. he's off He's off to a slow start. Doesn't mean he can't do it. We've seen him give him six games, he'll score goals, right? We saw him in the Island Games. That being said, though, you know, with a team that's struggling like this offensively, you, you, their game plan going into a match is has to be don't concede goals. Yeah. So, you know, in a Halifax standpoint, I think the game was executed exactly how they wanted it, and uh, that kind of plays against, you know, entertaining soccer sometimes. It's not always what the fans want to see. It it was just it was a tough match, and Camargo going down injured. I I think they the game plan offensively changed up a bit on them, and I I think they they kind of found themselves stale for a little bit of the match.
1: Yeah, that's right. We saw Richard Luca come into the lineup really early on. Tommy was forced to make his first substitution to take out Sergio Camargo, and the gaffer had this to say
2: about Luca's performance. <laughs> Listen, he's another one that you know couldn't get in last year you know found himself he's probably been two years without actually playing a game um so he's terrific he's come in and we're, we're trying to manage his minutes and today we needed to increase it more and he didn't disappoint he, you can see what we say about he's going to entertain people because He's just got that shimmy and shake. And imagine when he's got match fitness, the, the, the guy's going to be brilliant for us. Um, it, and, and he committed to it and he's not shy of, you know, adding to the defensive side too, which is, you know, that's that's something we want from every single one of our players. But yeah, yeah, he created some moments. We just maybe lacked that little finish or the little uh, back post run that would have uh, converted those chances uh, to goals. But uh, like I said, it's just a, a learning lesson and we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving forward. Yeah, and Mason Trafford had
1: also said in his post game interview that he felt that he was right on the doorstep there, should have got a couple of goals, is how he felt, felt a little bit robbed, and hopefully we can see him pot a few in the next few games.
0: You know, it's it's a work in progress, and I think I don't I don't think that Cavalry maybe quite had the same. Offensive press as they've had in in the previous matches, which, you know, we've seen they've they've got some goals off of pure pressure, just pressuring the goaltender and. Maybe they didn't quite have that, you know, that extra half step. They had the matches previous to that, so.
1: Salamani wasn't starting this game. We had Sergio Camargo was leading the charge, who had to come off early. Really throws a wrench into the gaffers' plans. And especially when we look back at how the Cavs had played against Ottawa in the previous match, absolutely killing them with a 4-1 victory. Do you think the Cavs have a deep enough bench to keep producing positive results despite this really busy opening tournament. Yeah uh, yes and no <laughs> can I let's take both sides. How about that? Yeah just walk right down the middle. don't actually pick a
0: side just sit right on the fence. you know I, I think that they do when they're fully fit. The, the the issue is is we're still missing people like Oliver, you yep. know. Where it's when when some of those players come back and and start actually getting into the lineup, I think yes, I I one hundred percent I do. I think yep. that we do. Right now, I I think is a bit of a tough time, and I think you know cavalry is really going to have to push and just get through this this spell here where they have a couple injuries you know they're still getting into full match fitness as we've said and and the schedule is not going to let up so no. i think if they can push and they can get through the bubble in a, on a positive note in the top 4 i i think they're they're going to put themselves in a really good good situation
1: yeah they are maybe stretched a little bit thin that 4-1 victory against ottawa did look very dominant
0: you know it's it's a tight league i don't want to say that the cavalry haven't looked great so far in this uh this season they have looked very dominant in in a couple matches really the York game, they really looked dominant. Yep. It they, they got an unlucky, you know, a free kick that was placed well. Maybe the wall mm-hmm. wasn't placed the best. That kind of stuff happens, but they came out with the win, and it was a dominant performance, in my opinion. Atletico Ottawa, in particular, like you said, was one of the, the standout performances so far this season. Salamane yeah. looked amazing, you know. Yeah. It, He's pressuring He's pressuring defense, pressuring uh, goalkeepers, and there was shouts of, of offside for his second goal, regardless of whether it was, wasn't. Mm-hmm. No VAR with us, as we know. You play to the whistle yeah. and smash that in, son, and boy, did he ever, right?
1: Oh, yeah, he came through with that kung fu style. It was oh, yeah. fantastic. You know, he looks to be a major threat for the Cavs moving forward. And, you know, like you're saying, he had a similar goal to Escalante's goal against York. It just fantastic. Keep that pressure on. And Salamone commented on his performance in the post-game press conference. And you guys know Tommy. Um, he's he's going to make us press um, all day, all night. I mean, I'm sleeping thinking about pressing. So um, I'm serious, man. So, um Yeah. Um, just, just like I said, I was the one to get the goal today. Jose was the one to get it uh, in that fashion the other day. Uh, and still early days. So hopefully we can keep getting those type of goals. It helps the team settle in and, um, you know, we're still building our identity. And um, yeah, it's good to get the points. It's really good to get the points.
0: Always pumping, always pressing. You yeah. know, that is Tommy so, summed up in a nutshell, is it not? Press, oh, yeah. press, press.
1: And you can just see, I don't know if they're talking in the locker room about just keep pressing those goaltenders, never give up. But sometimes those goaltenders are sitting back on their laurels. They're just kind of waiting for the last minute to pass it out and it costs you.
0: That's the thing, you know, 10 times you press, one of those times at least you're going to get a cough up of the ball, right? And that's what they're looking for. Going from that... We had our boy, we talked about him. Who did we think U21, the Canadian player of the year, would be?
1: Victor Latore came out with some pep in his step.
0: Our man, our boy, yes, definitely. And, man, first goal, congratulations if yeah. he's listening. He's looked wonderful this tournament, or I guess this season. And really, I think if he keeps playing like this starter is he not oh yeah definitely it's a Mo Farsi situation
1: yeah he's so young he's what 20 years old I think and you could just see the smile on his face once he picked up that goal against Ottawa just how much it means to him to score for this team
0: passion that's what cavalry is that's what cavalry wants they want players to come in and who are going to be passionate about this team and Victor looks like he wants to play and wants to play with us.
1: And absolutely, and we know Tommy is a big fan of the kid, and he touched on his performance in his post game press conference.
2: In the locker room before the game, because I'd seen the the result, um, I said to Victor, "I said, your brother's popped one. I was about you make it a special night for your family?" And then he did, and yeah, just it's goosebumps because he's a kid that you know I knew through. Calgary Foothills and you know and Calgary Northside he's a local lad he's a terrific footballer um and he's still got a lot to learn lots to go. but he, he's he's given himself a good stat uh, starting point
1: yeah so happy to see Victor Latour doing well you know Tommy obviously loving the kid watching him growing up and being a part of his development early on and we also saw another Cavs player with another well-deserved goal in that match
0: yeah Elliot Simmons through the island games I think he was one of my standout cavalry players. I think every game that he played for us, he put his heart on the pitch, and I think he's a very talented player. I th- yep. He he distributes the ball well. He's gritty when he needs to be. He wins balls for us. He's the kind of player you need and you want. In your midfield,
1: yeah. Excited to see him keep bringing that fire into the Cavs lineup. And Doogie, we're only three games in so far to this tournament. And how's the table shaping up?
0: Yeah, right now it's still very early stages. And you know, as Cavalry fans, it's looking good. It's looking great. You don't want to get too ahead of yourselves. You know, we we had our last podcast and it ended. On a great note with a couple Forge losses. Oh, yeah. Forge is now winning. They have a win.
1: Yeah, and they Forge got that 3-0 victory over Pacific. And Pacific is no slouch. We know that they have some huge talent so being able to keep them without even potting a goal that's a pretty good result for Forge.
0: Potting three and shutting them down exactly and you know it's as we said it's still very early and the table can shift and shake very easily but as we're sitting right now we have Valor in first place.
1: Yeah Valor have done excellent three games in three shutouts and each game they've won every game by two nothing.
0: Rob Gale has them, you know, running like a well-oiled engine. Some of these some of these players, Jean Baptiste, they're very seasoned and very experienced players and they're they're showing that now, but they're they're also showing that they're starting to kind of buy into the system and they're starting to gel with the players around them.
1: Is looking good for Valor so far. They, you know, they have that home pitch advantage right now in the opening tournament, and they're using it to full advantage.
0: Yeah, they're a scary team right now.
1: So that puts uh, Valor in first with Cavs nipping at their heels in second place.
0: And then we have FC Edmonton in third, which, wow, I don't think there's many Cavalry fans in particular that would be saying FC Edmonton would be nipping our tails after three, three games in.
1: Edmonton are coming out of nowhere. They're no slouch this year. You know, with Frazier Ayer joining their lineup, they've had um, a couple of fantastic goals in the last couple of games.
0: Oh, for sure. And really, I think they have some of the offensive pieces coming coming together. They just really need to shore up their, their back line. They have some of the pieces. Didich, amazing player. Yep. They just need to gel and cohere a a little bit. You know, I I did my prediction for York 9, I think, coming in Mm -hmm. in the fourth spot position. I might be, uh, you know, you know how I like to cheat and, you know, take the easy route. And I might be trying to uh, erase those recordings from earlier because... FC Edmonton looks like they're willing to shake that up.
1: Well, I'm excited to see the Cavs face off against Edmonton once this whole opening tournament is done and see how they shake up. Let's see that rivalry really start to take off. That'll be great.
0: Definitely. And right on the cusp in the fourth position, we have Pacific FC. Makes sense. Right in the middle. They're really mixed bag so far. They've had a win, a draw, and a loss. So they're they're trending towards where they don't want to be but can they pull themselves out quickly oh for sure you know it's um it, they they have the they have the talent and they have the team to be able to to get some of these wins but that that loss against forge really really hurt them cuz forge is you know, now right neck neck with them.
1: Yeah, the bottom half of the table there is so close in points. It's only three games in, but, you know, I still would love to see Forge go first to worst.
0: Yeah, it would be great. They're in fifth now. They have started scoring some goals. They were held scoreless, I believe, on their first two games. We'll see. We'll see what Forge has in store for us. They're always going to be someone you have to watch out for. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what team shows up, I guess.
1: And who's rounding out the last couple places here in the table?
0: Atletico Ottawa is tied with Forge on three points. They're in fifth and sixth place. And then we have York United down in seventh place with two points. And then following that, Halifax Wanderers with the one point that they picked up against the cavalry. Yeah. Surprised
1: actually a little bit to see Halifax down at the bottom right now. We know Stephen Hart is out from behind the bench right now, dealing with um, I think some personal issues. He's back in Halifax.
0: He he's a huge part of that squad. We we saw he was the uh you know, he was the coach of the year in in the island games and uh, I you know I think that squad really, really relies on him and looks to him in in times of adversity. But he is a true, true leader for that team. And and you know, are they gonna have have a real tough time this year? We'll have to see. Well, someone's got to come in last. That's it, all we know. I, unfortunately, yes, and we've been quite fortunate. And knock on. Some wood, some whatever you got, but honestly, yeah, uh, hopefully Cavalry just keeps up what they've been doing because we haven't even had to look at the bottom of the table, which is great. The Boat River Brigade
1: Podcast is just one of many fantastic podcasts that you can find on the Northern Starting Eleven Network. Go online right now and type in NSXI network. Com and find podcasts from almost every club in the CPL. From Forge, to York 9, to Pacific, to Valor, we got them all on the Northern Starting Eleven Network. Online at NSXINetwork.com. Doogie, we are yet to nail a single prediction. But, you know, neither are any of you guys who sent out your predictions. Let's be honest here. Shout out to Manic Rover. Fast95, Pony Allen, and David Powell for sending in your predictions. You guys didn't get anything, but, you know, we really appreciate you guys chiming in.
0: Definitely, definitely. Everybody, send your predictions in. Banter with us. We yeah. want we want to hear this kind of stuff. You get the prediction right, we'll shout you out for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. All right, so we have two matches coming up. Like I said, Forge is the first one on the 8th coming up this week, and followed by another rematch with Atletico. Ottawa on the 11th. Doogie, what are you seeing in your crystal ball?
0: Uh, the crystal ball is pretty cloudy, but uh, I guess it's been cloudy for all our other predictions, too. Yeah. So, we'll see what we got, but I am guessing, I'm hoping, praying, <laughs> going to bed every night saying, please, Cavalry 2-1 win. You know, Forge is always a thorn in our foot, Damn. but I think They're just not there this year. They just seem a little off, and I think we're going to get a little bit of a gut punch in on them early here in the season. So I'm hoping we can get that 2-1 win.
1: I'm hoping you're right, and I'm hoping I am wrong. Because, you know, as we know, Forge is going to be a hard-fought battle. It always is. I think this matchup really does bring out the best in both sides. It's... There's a lot of passion that goes into the Forge Cavalry rivalry, and I'm foreseeing a 3 3 draw. That's Michael.
0: Novak with the hat trick, or what?
1: Ooh, yeah, let's see that. <laughs> let's That's get, what we want. Yeah, let's get Novak right into that starting lineup. Let's see him destroy his former club.
0: That guy is a champ. I Even when him. he was a Forge player, that guy was a champ. Yeah, absolutely. He is a champ.
1: Always will be. That's right. Hopefully he can bring his winning mentality to the Cavs side. And maybe three years in a row, we can see Anthony Novak raising that North Star shield.
0: Definitely. And speaking of starting lineups, if I could, I would definitely, personally, I think, put Novak in. Start him. Test him out. See, I think he's going to be hungry to go at those boys.
1: Yeah, we definitely need to start our strongest lineup against Forge. We can kind of rotate it a little bit more when we play Ottawa, but as far as I'm concerned, we need all of our guns firing when it comes to the game against
0: Forge. And so you're talking strongest lineup, my opinion. I'm going Anthony Novak in the front with Celimane and Escalante up front against Forge and Victor Latoure. Is in my strongest lineup right now. The guy yep. is on fire, like we said. So I have Latour, Norman Jr., and Elliot Simmons.
1: Yeah, let's hope Norman Jr. is back up to full match fitness and so he can get back in the squad. I know he had a bit of a nagging issue ahead of the last match. So hopefully he's back in the lineup and he's going to be strong. We need him.
0: You know, if not, we've got a couple guys that can slot in there. is great. And then rounding out the back, we're gonna have Mo Farsi, Yeo. He has played yep. great for us, in my opinion, with uh I'm putting clump and and field just yep. to, I guess, round things out and do a little bit of shifting. You can't put the full line because as you said, we do have Atletico as well. And they're they're gonna wanna put something on us this time. You know, a 4-1. Four one win, that, that that hurts. Not as much as a TFC loss of seven one. Oh. But uh but four one it, it, hurts. it and hurts. They're gonna be coming at us in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I think against Ottawa, I think we're gonna pick up another three points off of them.
0: I also actually have a shutout and I have a two nothing win for Cavalry. So yes. you know, I don't think it's gonna be quite the the offensive explosion that we had last time against them, but I I think it's gonna be a pretty dominant dominant performance.
1: Who's leading the pack in your lineup that you envision that the Cavs are going to put out against Atletico Ottawa?
0: I'm thinking Marco is going to start against Forge, and so I have uh, Tyson Farago starting against uh, Atletico. Then I also have Kaiser, Klump, and Trafford and Field.
1: Yeah, and we know that Klump has put in a couple of great performances. He's had a couple back-to-back 90-minute games, so we know he's up to the task.
0: Yeah, definitely. He is one of the players that's actually in both of my starting elevens. Yeah. I think he's going to be the workhorse. And then in the midfield, I've got Nick Ledgerwood with Norman Jr and then Chiara. I think that's likely kind of the the style that Tommy looks at, you know. He really likes the rotation, and I've noticed that Nicky hasn't been in in, in a game or two. Old Man Ledgerwood. Old Man Ledgerwood from Lethbridge, Alberta. (laughs) No, we love you, Nikki. And that's the thing is you put him in and you know what you're getting. And and he's true leader, right? Then up front, I have Luca Salamane. And hopefully, if possible, because I didn't have it, I have Camargo. But we're going to have to see where things go, how he's doing. But, uh... Hopefully we'll see him. Yeah, I sure
1: hope so. And um, we had this update from Tommy about Sergio Camargo ahead of the Forge game. Uh, day to day,
2: it's a, it's an ankle injury. He's uh, getting it scanned today. Um, he's moving better today, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll just know more once we get the results of scan later. I think it's this afternoon. He's he's doubtful for Thursday.
1: So that's disappointing news to hear. Sergio Camargo will be unavailable on Thursday, but we'll keep our fingers crossed that we'll see him later on. And we know the Cavs have many other weapons to rely on. So we'll hope that as Tommy has said in the past, that they can get to that next gear without
2: him.
0: They're just getting warmed up, Shafe. Honestly, it's, yeah, we said it, said it again, very early stages. Yeah. But uh, they're looking good.
1: With this tournament having us um, face all the Eastern teams first, do you think there's a huge disadvantage or advantage in that?
0: If Forge is kind of lulling, then maybe there might be some sort of advantage, but... um... Yeah,
1: if they're kind of slacking off, still trying to get their feet underneath them, if we can roll over them a couple of times in this early tournament, that could give us a nice little gap, a little bit of breathing room.
0: Yeah, exactly, but, you know, that being said... Who are we going to be facing in in our regional area? I, Pacific, FC Edmonton look good now.
2: Valor. Are we
0: going to be playing Valor? You know, so yep. does that help us? I don't know.
1: And if Edmonton keeps coming on the way that they are and they keep getting stronger and finding that chemistry, they could be a real threat down the line.
0: That being said, like, you know, you're taking the travel out of things, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it is slightly beneficial. I mean, if you're doing this kind of tournament, I think, yeah, playing the East teams is beneficial because then there's just less travel in the second part of the season. And I think especially towards the second part of the season, teams are going to start getting tired. And even just travel might even start to kind of, you know... Wear on teams, and when they come out on the pitch, they might not, you know, look the same as when they they come out on the pitch at Atco Field, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it'll be great to get back at Atco Field. Uh.
0: If I can, I'm gonna try and get up to Edmonton for a few matches. Yeah, and essentially they're gonna be playing in Edmonton a lot more in the you know second half of the season. They're gonna be playing in those reachable cities, so for fans, it is good news because. <laughs> They're going to be playing a little bit closer to home, and might even be able to go catch an away match.
1: Yeah, let's get that BRB caravan going. Let's all head up north to Edmonton, cheer on the boys once it comes time. Oh heck yeah! All right, well that about does it for another episode of the Bow River Brigade
0: podcast. We're back. We're coming at you as much as we can.
1: Hopefully we get some of our predictions right in this next week.
0: Yeah, we got to get some of these predictions right.
1: And if you out there can let us know what you guys are thinking, hit us up on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at BRBFooty. That's B-R-B-F-O-O-T-Y. And drop us an email as well.
0: Also at BRBFooty at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, that's right. Love to get you guys into the conversation. The theme music is brought to you by local Artist Mitch Belot. Visit him online at MitchBellot.com. That's M I T C H B E L O T.com. Talented guy. And he's just getting back into the scene, getting those guitar strings all tuned up so that he can play some fantastical live music now that things have opened back up.
0: Thanks for listening. Definitely get out and check out Mitch Bellot. And we hope to serenade your ears again in the future. Yeah. See
1: you guys next time. March on. BRB.
0: The
2: strength of the pack is the wolf, the strength of the wolf is the pack, right? And it's an age-old saying, but for us, that's true. We're the cavalry.